Hey, this is TNA Knockout Gail Kim, and you're listening to the Rough House Podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello everybody and welcome to the Rough House Podcast episode number 281 for June 19th, 2022. I am Marty. I'm Christoph and Marty. I just I just got to start out by saying, man, it's it's. I don't know what we're going to talk about this week. Like nothing. There's been nothing happening in the world of pro wrestling. Yeah, you know, there were some shows. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess, uh, I guess we'll, we'll some show in Mexico the... last night that I'm. I guess we could spend thirty minutes on yeah, um, something like that. I. I, oh, wait, hang on. No, I'm being told there's actually a, a massive story that broke. So <laughs> so let, let's get into it, folks. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to start. I'm going to start this because there's a lot to dig into here. I'm gonna yeah, start set the this, scene, but I'm going to start this with a theoretical. I, 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 I want to do okay. a little little bit of a, a, a vision experiment. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Should I have taken acid prior? No, 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 no. Just no, imagine okay. if you will. I can get some. <laughs> I, I don't I doubt know that. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not necessarily you. It's who we know and who we know they know. Ah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, <laughs> so imagine, if you will, for a moment, you're Tony Khan. Okay? Okay. All right. Do I you, need to go get some uh, some cocaine? I, no, 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 no. I, and okay. I'm pretty sure it's Adderall right. at this point. Uh, okay. Well, so you're, six in one hand. You're you're Tony Khan. You know you you you've worked for the Jags. You've you've got Fulham. You know your mm-hmm. football club. Uh, you've been running AEW now for three years. Yeah. And this year has been a roller coaster. Sure. You had Cody Rhodes. One of the names that you built your brand upon, walk away, go back to the competition, back to the WWE, Uh, Mm -hmm. a sign, if anything, that maybe not all was well backstage. You have this guy. The the Colossus defects to Magneto's acolytes in Fatal Attraction's X-Men lore. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. (laughs) You've got your hot young talent in MJF. Mm -hmm. Is it a work? Is it a shoot? Is it real? Is it fake? We don't know. But he's fed up, and he he publicly uh, uh, does not show up for fan signings. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes a big to do. They 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 do an interview after the most recent pay per view double or nothing, where uh, he lets his grievances out into the world again. Real fake? Who knows? But hey, they're they're pointing right at you, Tony Khan, owner of the company, not paying him mm-hmm. what he's worth. Okay. You have this major pay-per-view, again, ups and downs. You have this major pay-per-view in Las Vegas. Sells out. Mm -hmm. Great buy counts. You put your world title on one of your boyhood heroes, CM Punk. Yeah. He breaks his foot. Yeah. You put the TNT championship, your secondary men's title, on a guy who you've built from day one, Scorpio Sky. You're you're trying to put some stability in a division that has been anything but. He fucks up some muscles. He's going to be on the shelf for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. 
the main event of this massive pay-per-view you're planning with New Japan Pro Wrestling, a company you've grown up loving, is rapidly changing before you. And if we're honest, and we may get into depending on how long this entire conversation goes, uh, the the card isn't necessarily firing the way you want it to. Between, yeah, nor is it set in stone. Yeah, uh, but between political issues with partners uh, at home and abroad and, and everything mm-hmm. else, it's not really working out the way you want. And then... How do you start your week? Jeff Hardy, a man under your employee, another boyhood hero. Yeah. 945 in the morning gets popped for DUI, his third in 10 years. Yeah. A guy who you are going to put the tag title on if rumors are to be believed. Man, I hope that shit's not true. <laughs> and you just look to the sky and you look <laughs> up and you say, God, I'm not much of a religious man. But I could really use a win right now. Yeah, I know I've had ups and downs, <laughs> but I could use a win. God looks yeah. down upon you and says, you know what? I need my heat back from losing a tag match <laughs> against the McMahons at Backlash 2006. Yeah. <laughs> you look at your phone. It's buzzing. It's the Wall Street Journal. With this headline, WWE board probes secret $3 million hush pact by CEO Vince McMahon, sources say. (sighs) I take a big, deep sigh, first of all. (laughs) Then once I catch my breath, I start laughing hysterically. Yes. (laughs) And then... Uh, I don't even know what I do next. Do I call, uh, you know, do I do a talent meeting? Do I bring in my my uh, my EVPs to yeah. discuss, uh, you know, uh, the, the the next steps? And, do I find and, and the concourse like in the arena and decide it's the cheat day and just enjoy all of the goodies I possibly can? Like, what, yeah. do, do you celebrate? Do you do you partake in in the pain of one of your, uh, uh, if not? hands down your biggest rival do you sure do you, do yeah you enjoy that or do you do you think about the affected all i know is from where i sit as a man of a similar age as a man with a similar background in wrestling uh-huh. fandom sure yeah that wednesday afternoon into evening hands down one of the most enjoyable afternoon and evenings of my life on social oh. media yeah since donald trump had covid this was a whirlwind of memes and hilarity and goddamn it finally news. Yeah, yeah finally someone who needs to get theirs getting got uh unbelievable well, if, if i'm if i'm tk that night that wednesday night i am uh, cracking open well actually there was a dynamite that li- li- so after dynamite yes yeah <laughs> after the live get show. through dynamite yeah, 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 uh, and we'll get to that maybe because there are some <laughs> issues there as well. Um, but I'm cracking open a, a whole bunch of white claws and just binging myself on uh, on, on some kind of. I'm wondering what Tony Khan's favorite can- like snacky candy is. Great, I'm point. thinking it's something like um, <clears throat> like an M M&M and M or Reese's Pieces where you could just you know pop a whole bunch uh, mm-hmm. at a time mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if that's habitual or if it's just you know something that. Uh, How's that? Get- not come up uh, in a like press a, scrum these press scrums go three hours after the show how's no one going yeah. tk what, what what what's your vice what's your snack my 
my my my diffusing uh, question when I would interview uh, a celebrity musical or or whomever yeah. would always be Rancher Blue Cheese because I feel like that's a good jumping off point. Mm. Everybody likes wings, uh, and you know if you don't like wings, then that's a whole other you know thing to jump off on. Right, right. But you know then you have a, a debate on Ranch and Blue Cheese. It's usually food stuff related uh, oh, yeah. for me as the diffusing sort of thing to try and find a, fi- a common ground Absolutely. and then take it on from there. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if. Uh, if TK is a Red Vines or a Twizzler, uh, the cons are a Twizzler family or a Red Vine family. I'm not sure what's happening down there. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying myself Wednesday night after a okay Dynamite went on the air. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's just – it's so much to unpack with this McMahon story Yeah, that it's – I mean – it's fucking hilarious, I think. Uh, I mean, well, obviously, not, there, 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 there are, are different the levels. portions of it that are hilarious. Yeah. The I, fact I, that Vince McMahon finally got fucking called out and yes. there may, may be some sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, implications going forward in his role uh continuing the company like you know we've been talking and joking for years like oh mcmahon will be in charge of wwe until he you know uh you know croaks in the weight room at 2 a.m exactly. um but uh there's a Maybe chance not. i'm not saying it's a great chance there is a chance that uh this you know hush money scandal is the thing that that takes him down uh i mean you know he's uh stepped away uh, as CEO yes. for the time being, yeah. still in charge of creative though. Yeah, yeah. As we and, and, tell and, and, on SmackDown and will, when he booked Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns for the fifteenth time. We we will get into all of that. Let 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 yeah. let's let's start with the basics here. The the in, okay. the information we know and uh, how this also ties into what has been a turbulent calendar year for WWE. If you look year to year, last June to this June. Uh, okay. A lot has been changing in terms of the corporate structure of WWE. Yeah. Um, but let, let, let's talk about the story as it as it first came out. And I, I do want to preface all of this conversation because I admit we're probably going to focus more on Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis versus the victim here. Uh, I, I think it's fair to say we at the Rough House are, are a podcast that A, believes women and B, uh, thinks this is a terrible situation for the individual and, uh, yes. to, uh, what, what's that show's name? Brad Shepard, the, uh, oh. the absolute lower tier dirt sheet bullshitter that he is for him to come out and say the victim's name. Absolutely abhorrent. Yeah. 12th circle of hell for him. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Uh, but let, let, let's get into the details as we have them. Uh, and uh, this is a mixture of write-ups between the original Wall Street Journal article and also uh, the coverage on Wrestling uh, Observer. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm just going to dig into the details. Chris, feel free to jump in as you like. Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love watching Succession. So this is <clears> happening <throat> in real life here. So let's go. <laughs> so WWE's board of directors are investigating a $3 million settlement that Vince McMahon agreed to pay to a former employee who he allegedly had an affair with. The Wall Street Journal reports that WWE's board of directors has been investigating the settlement since April. Important note there. Let's just put that on our head. Since April. And has uncovered other older non-disclosure agreements involving both Vince McMahon and head of talent relations John Laronitis, a.k.a. Johnny Ace, Mm -hmm. that totaled to millions of dollars. 
The board learned of the $3 million settlement via anonymous emails received from someone identifying themselves as a friend of the former employee. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's dig into that for a second. So yeah. I'm curious as to whether or not, and I, I, I'm not sure if this information has come out, if this friend yeah. who wrote the anonymous emails had permission of the uh, victim in question to send said emails, or if this was just like, you know what, I'm sick of this motherfucker, I'm burning it down, um, and, and sent an anonymous email. Um, yeah. that's, that's something I'm, I'm curious to know. I mean, it's not, I guess in the grand scheme of things is not really important, but sure. uh, the catalyst of what, you know, uh, propels this thing, you know, from, from nothing to what it is right now is kind of an important deal detail. I'm sure Jerry McDevitt's looking into it. That's for goddamn sure. And Jerry McDevitt, of course, is the WWE lawyer, uh, right. who's been with the business for years. He was actually planning on retiring next year. <laughs> well, it, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Depending on how long, if this goes to litigation or to a trial or, or who knows? I mean, I don't think there's, there hasn't been any criminal criminal charges filed. Yeah. Uh, not yet. At least not, not yet. Lord you know, knows still, how this is going to go. I'm not uh, sure if they're still in the discovery mode and you know, the, yeah. the number of NDAs that have been, uh, signed over the, uh, over the years, you know, that's, I, I can only imagine if I had to guess, I mean, you know, I'm probably guessing double digits. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And we'll get into that because there are a number of precedents for this type of behavior in WWE, people going on the record mm -hmm. or actual mm -hmm. lawsuits, which occurred. Uh, but digging into this, uh, the first email, which was sent to the board on March 30th, alleges that McMahon initially hired the woman as a paralegal at $100,000 a year, but was later bumped up to $200,000 after McMahon began a sexual relationship with her. I, you know, is a hundred grand a year really worth banging Vince McMahon? Excellent question. And there there and it'll come up as I as I dig into things here. Yeah. The way it is being described by WWE uh uh officials, the information that's providing releases. the press yeah. is they're describing the relationship as consensual. Right. It's probably worth noting that this is WWE's legal department describing it as such. We have not heard from uh, I don't know. Victim is is the appropriate term, but we have not the heard woman in question. From the woman in the, question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have not heard from her direct about any of this. And and to be fair, technically neither did the board. The board heard about this secondhand, which is as you put, kind of an interesting twist here. It doesn't really uh, change the fact. It doesn't that, change what happened. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. change what happened. Allegedly. But it, it it is unique that. It came secondhand, uh, and right. in terms, you know, the investigation started. Um, the email also alleged that McMahon gave her like a toy, quote unquote, to Laurinaitis. The settlement, which took place in January of this year, so just a few months ago, bars the former employee who was hired in 2019 from discussing her relationship with McMahon. The former employee moved from WWE's legal department to become an assistant to Laurinaitis in 2021. So worked All with right. McMahon for two mm. years, uh, allegedly slept with him, received mm -hmm. the... Um, or at least had some kind of sexual yeah. uh, relationship. Exactly. Re received the uh, the raise, doubling her salary, then was moved over to Laurinaitis. Now, um, the turn of phrase gave her like a toy. Am I to believe from that? It certainly reads this way. 
that she subsequently had a sexual relationship with Johnny Ace. Sure, yeah, that's that's how I interpreted that. Because as I look back over this, that is not specifically spelled out. No, it's not specifically. It's certainly heavily implied. Sure. And something that has been um, uh, missing from a lot of the official releases of WWE has been the treatment or the what's happening with John Laurinaitis. Everything's been focused on Vince that I've seen. And very little has been mentioned of, of Johnny Ace and what, you know, is he still there? Is he still interacting with people? Is he still head of talent relations? Great question. Is he still employed? Was he suspended without pay? Uh, is Mama Bella going to divorce him? Is, yes. is Brian Danielson going to need a new uh, stepfather-in-law? Yeah. You know, a lot of questions need to be answered. In, in, a, an in awkward Father's Day in the Bella household <laughs> is really what we're yeah, getting at. This is true. This is true. Also, you said the email was sent on March 30, 30th, yes, correct? Correct. A week before WrestleMania? Hmm. Yeah. You know, trying yeah. to get that in before uh, before the big event there, too. Uh, also, I mean, right at the end of the quarter. Just saying. Oh, yeah. That, too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah, interesting. Not- Definitely not a part of all of this at all. The the date has nothing yeah. to do with anything else, I'm sure. And um, also, uh, so, and I'm not, forgive me, I'm not familiar with the uh, legal verbiage of an NDA. Yes. Now, does that mean you're not supposed to talk about it to anybody? Uh, yeah, yeah you, know? you, you are not supposed to describe what occurred or provide details of what occurred. Okay, so it's not stop. just to the press or anything like that. It's yeah. to any person, you know. A, like that I, is I've alive. worked for a number of software companies where I've had to sign NDAs, and okay. I am technically not l- legally allowed to share company secrets. Now, sure, sure, this is true of probably any company I've worked at. Does stuff come out? Yeah, but it's it's. Like I can't – it's more under the idea of at least, you know, when it comes to a software company, I can't just like bring code over or whatever. And be right. Like, Here's exactly how it works. But yeah, right, anecdotes, right, right. They, they come through. It's really gotcha. more about uh, how one wants to enforce it and more sort of establishing a rule set of if it turns out you did talk about this. It's clear in this instance the idea is Vince's relationships did not go out to the press because technically – Vince McMahon is still married to Linda McMahon. Linda McMahon, right. who <clears throat> was a part of the Trump cabinet, uh, who right. co-ran WWE, WWF with Vince for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the way that it has been subsequently described by Dave Meltzer is it's been a common uh, bit of knowledge. That they've been all but divorced in name um, right. for years. Like they've right, they've right, lived right. separately and, and and all of that. So yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I I I guess if anything, this doesn't necessarily reflect poorly on Vince in terms of you know the well, relationship. But I'm sure if I'm Linda, the fact that this got out looks bad for her. How do you think Steph feels? Because no, I, I and I don't. Yeah. There's no, you know, I'm not sure how old the woman in question is. Yeah, chances are she's much younger than Steph. I mean, Steph is 45 years old, so yeah. one would assume that this paralegal is right. in the age yeah. range of Stephanie McMahon. So I would say younger. I'm guessing yeah. younger. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't be shocked, but 
Like, uh, that's at my, the very my, least. my gut is telling me that, uh, you know, because oh, yeah. it seemed like, you know, hired as a paralegal, which makes me think maybe right out of law school hasn't passed the bar yet or right. was not successful in passing the bar. Obviously, a, a person could go to law school in their 50s. I, I understand that. But if yeah. I'm, you know, kind of guessing of, of, you know. She's uh, probably at like least 30 by the elite but, uh, yeah. and by, by elite. We mean the rich folk in America, not Adam Cole and Bebe. Yeah. Um, although who knows? Uh, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, chances are, I'm guessing uh, the woman in question is uh, significantly younger than Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon was in his 70s at the time of this. Uh, yeah, because alleged consensual sexual relationship. Yeah, this, this was within the past three years. Makes me so want to wretch. Vince but, McMahon's 74 now. So he was 71 at the time. I mean, I would. I mean, I don't know. I I don't want to make light of the of the situation. And assuming it is consensual, I'm saying this. Um, I'm not taking a load from Vince McMahon for less than a mil, uh, <laughs> straight off the bat, annual salary. All right, that's just that's where I draw the line. Okay, well, you have good news if you want to call it that. Uh, according <laughs> to the email that was sent to the WWE board, quote: My friend was so scared she quit after Vince McMahon and lawyer Jerry. I enjoy the fact that he's mm. called that. Paid her millions to shut up. The non-disclosure agreement, which WWE board's directors received a copy of on June 12th, provided an upfront payment of $1 million to the former employee, with the remaining $2 million to be distributed over the next five years. The report also okay. said that investigators had re- learned in recent days of other non-disclosure agreements involving McMahon and Laurinaitis. The Wall Street Journal could not confirm how many previous agreements are under investigation. So they received... A copy of the agreement on June 12th. This story went public on June 15th. Someone moved yeah. quick on yeah. the board. And we'll talk mm. about the board yes. as, as, as we get through this. Uh, just to knock out the, the, the rest of the story here. Um, a WWE spokes, a spokesman in the report said the company is cooperating fully with the board inquiry and that the relationship with the ex-paralegal was consensual. Uh, WWE later issued an internal statement to staff, so both uh, office workers and uh, you know those who are roster. Uh, after the Wall Street J- Journal story, well, they're not published. technically staff; they're independent contractors. <laughs> so, point. Um, well, the, uh, the the statement was: the Wall Street Journal has published a report about WWE with allegations that we and our board of directors take seriously. We are cooperating fully with the independent investigation initiated by our board of directors. Um, Jerry McDevitt, McMahon's attorney, uh, told the Wall Street Journal that the employee made no claims of harassment against McMahon, which I feel like is not really the point. And, quote, WWE did not pay monies to the former employee on her departure. That I think is the important phrase. Yes, that's going to be the sticking point that the money did not come from WWE. Right. Exactly. It came out of Vince's pocket. However, that doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. And also, he is definitely using WWE's lawyer for this purpose. Well, he he could have a, an independent retainer for him to work on his, Fair. you know, it, I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, like you said, he's been a longtime uh, attorney uh, counsel for, for WWE and McMahon. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, you know, that sort of situation. But, yeah, you know, there's definitely some bleeding over there. But now that the board of directors is involved, it is a company matter. So I guess Jerry would have to be involved one way or the other. Now, what uh, what's interesting is this is definitely not the first time Vince McMahon has found himself in legal hot water since running WWF. Let, let's just hit some of the highlights. Oh, yeah, please. Vince let's, McMahon, uh... 
Uh, the sports center music for this. <laughs> I, I I wish I had pulled that. Here's some of the highlights. So Vince McMahon Dun-dun-dun. has been. Vince McMahon has been running WWE, WWF since 1982, of course, when he took over from his father, uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon Sr. Um, Mm -hmm. So uh, the first major legal incident for the WWF at the time was back in 1983, which was the death of Nancy Argentino. Uh, There's a great Dark Side of the Ring episode about this. Uh, the death is believed to be done by, at the time, top WWF star Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Um, what has been said about that is uh, prosecutors met with both Snuka and Vince McMahon regarding this incident. Um, Judge Robert Steinberg says that uh, McMahon did all the talking but was very cooperative. Um, it has subsequently come out that apparently Vince tried to keep kayfabe and indicated that, you know, uh, Snooka was a simple jungle savage and could not <laughs> explain what was going on. Amazing. Um, Absolutely amazing. The balls of Vince. Yes. Snooka in his autobiography said that the details are hazy, but that he went with McMahon to a court, uh, court or law office and that Vince had a suitcase. Yeah. He doesn't remember if money was given to the family of Nancy Argentino. Uh, but he knows for sure he did not hurt her. WWE issued a statement after the autobiography was published, uh, effectively denying uh, the accusations of of anyone being paid off. But let us not ignore the fact that Vince, while dealing with uh, a legal situation, decided to kayfabe it up. So already, this dude's a winner. He's a carny, man. Then we go to July 1986 as who is the official first uh, WWF female referee, uh, Rita Chatterton, who is known mm-hmm. as Rita Marie. Uh, she claims that uh, McMahon tried to force her to perform oral sex on him in his limo. And when she refused, she was raped. She talked about it uh, on Geraldo Rivera's show. Now it can be told back in April 1992. Um, she hoped to have reached an out of court settlement with WWF, uh, and tried to receive a $5 million settlement. Uh, McMahon and his attorneys fought the suit, refused to settle and also countersued Geraldo Rivera for defaming McMahon. But still, there you go. 86, uh, a, a credible rape accusation towards a female employee. I also wouldn't be surprised, given the current climate of things, if Geraldo came to Vince's aid at this point. Yeah, at this point, sure. Sure. Yeah, because he definitely seems like that kind of guy. Um, we had uh, female ring announcer Mike McGurk, who worked from the company from 1987 to 1994. She also occasionally did commentary um, there. She said she left officially uh, due to the steroid scandal, which we'll talk about in a mm-hmm. moment, 1994. But there's always been scuttlebutt that there was a sexual nature to her departure. Uh, Mm -hmm. She has claimed that it was not, but, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And then uh, we also have Tom Cole, the WWF ring boy. Have you ever heard the ring boys? Uh, Yeah, the ring boy scandal. Yes. Now, this this does not directly implicate Vince, uh, although there is some uh, ugliness there. Uh, Basically, the way that it used to work is... Uh, when WWF would tour, they would have local ring boys that would come and help set up the ring, you know, get to uh, get to know the people backstage, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Tom Cole was one of them. And uh, there was a one point six million dollar lawsuit against Titan Sports and three individuals 
Pat Patterson, who, of course, was one of the bookers, Mel Phillips, who was one of the announcers, and Terry Garvin, who was an agent backstage. Uh, all incidents uh, claimed uh, sexual harassment by those three individuals on Cole and other ring boys. Um, no names were uh, put out there beyond Cole, uh, but the, there were other ring boys who on record said sexual abuse was prevalent by these three individuals. Um, there was a yeah. settlement agreement. Also also, also a storyline on succession, by the way. Yes. There was a, a, a settlement between Cole and Titan Sports where Cole received $55,000, was rehired as a ring boy, uh, and was offered a tryout as a ring announcer. Uh, also, Linda McMahon took him out clothes shopping as a part of this, which is very Man, weird. Man, that's, that's a weird – there's some weird twists on that settlement there. Yes. Only – A, only 55 Gs. Two, why would you want to go back and work to the company where you were sexually uh, harassed and or abused? Yeah. Uh, and three, clothes shopping with Linda McMahon. Yeah. Uh, I have seen how Linda McMahon dresses, and that does not sound like a good afternoon to me. No, it does not. Now, the the sad uh, end of the story is I, – I forget the exact year, and I'm sorry I didn't write it down. But it's within the past few years that uh, Cole, who after a lifetime of drug abuse, probably owing to this – sure. Uh, I would treatment as a young age. Uh, he committed suicide. Oh, uh, God. I didn't yes. remember that part of the story. Yes. Uh, we have Sable, who filed a lawsuit in 1999 against WWF uh, for $110 million, alleging sexual harassment, unsafe work conditions, and steroid abuse. Um, yeah. You don't say. Yeah. Uh, that was settled out of court. We have the tragic story of Ashley Mazzaro, who was mm -hmm. a uh, winner of the WWE uh, Diva Search. More on that in a moment, uh, where uh, she committed suicide at 39 after recounting in an affidavit how she was raped on a WWE trip to the Middle East to support the yeah. American military during their time in Iraq. Um, she said that Vince McMahon and other individuals in the business encouraged her to not follow through with any charges or to tell anyone about it because they did not one bad did not want one bad incident to spoil his WWE relationship with the military. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's terrible fucking story. Yes, and uh, just a, a fun quote from uh, AJ Lee's book. AJ Lee, of course, former WWE uh, Women's yeah. Divas Champion, uh, and just to tie it together to an earlier point, wife of CM Punk, uh, mm -hmm. before she was called to the main roster, she was told by, quote unquote, a, uh, a higher up in talent relations. Johnny Ace. <coughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I got a frog in my throat. Yeah. Quote, no. look, we know that you can wrestle and not many women can. We appreciate that. But we just want you to understand that it's important to be the full package. Right now, you're the best wrestler in the competition. Our female fans want to dress like you. Our male fans want to hang out and play video games with you. But no one wants to have sex with you. Do you see how that's a problem for us? I don't know how they do things in FCW, but here we have a standard our women are proud to stand up to. Wow. Uh, I was in so, 2009. All, not true. Uh, second of all... Um, it's a good book. Crazy is my superpower. Uh, if you've never read it, uh, listeners out there, uh, she 
you know, obviously it's a lot of her, you know, personal life and dealings with being bipolar and things of that nature as well. Uh, but she does talk a fair amount about her time in the wrestling business. And there are, I, I don't know if there were other details as juicy as that one. It's been a couple of years since I read it, but it is a solid read. Yeah. And, and again, th- this is, this is within recent memory. You can, you can sit there and say, because I can talk about incidents that, that occurred during the attitude era, uh, 97 to 2008, uh, arguably the, the most profitable era of WWF, <laughs> WWE history, whether yeah. it is, uh, Trish Stratus being forced to strip down, get on her knees and bark like a dog, uh, mm-hmm. Vince McMahon cutting a promo on Stephanie McMahon during their character feud where she where mm-hmm. he insinuated that he passed her from business partner to business partner uh which has some real world uh allegations as well if you know because you know none, none of that's ever been confirmed yes but you know yeah. the 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 rumors of how steph bro- i don't want to say broke into the business but was in, kind of introduced to the business in certain yeah. ways uh not a not a pleasant uh thing to listen to um Christ. Yeah, yeah. There's something uh, else in my head that but, I was but just going to mention. You, you, but yeah, you look back ahead. on the history, things like that, things like bra and panties matches, things like uh, HLA, hot lesbian action angles. Uh, yeah. Oh, the uh, the alleged, that's what I was going to say, the alleged uh, idea of an incest angle between Steph and Vince. Talked about on the McMahon DVD set, uh, which uh, I don't know if it's available anymore. And I certainly don't think the documentary is available on Peacock. But hey, it's, <laughs> it's mentioned not. in there. Yeah. Uh, look, wrestling as a whole has a very strange past. and 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 sordid relationship with sexual uh, abuse. Whether sure. it is female roster members, I mean, um, you know, you look at the history of a legend like uh, the fabulous Moolah, who, if mm-hmm. Scuttlebutt is be believed. Uh, was essentially a madam for yeah. women's locker rooms all across the country, or uh, there are stories qua- not not proven but spoken of enough by enough people about you know wrestlers in the eighties getting world title pushes because they gave the booker a blowjob. Uh, mm. You know there there have been stories like that. Obviously, the late nineties, early two thousands era in particular really gravitated a lot towards the Jerry Springer crash TV style of, you know, boobs and broads and beer and blood shocks. And yeah. And you can look at the misogyny of that, but according to WWE themselves, they've been PG since 2008, baby. Sure. They have. And as much as they can say that they have, they've cleaned up behind the scenes. I mean, yes. The roster is certainly more likely to play video games than go on a beer run in 2022. But at the same time, you look at the women's roster, especially if you look at the NXT 2.0 women's roster, and it's clear that there is a focus on blonde women with big breasts. If they don't have big breasts, they certainly have them by the time they make it to the main roster. And I hate to point a finger directly at her, but the Charlotte Flair who is wrestling in 2022 does not look the same as the Charlotte Flair who broke into NXT in, what, 2012? Uh, no, very, very, very different. And that's not even alleging it's a completely different person in the role, like the whole Dana Brooke thing. Yes. 
Yeah. And and I, I want to be cognizant here and say, hey, maybe some of these people got the surgeries they did because they have the money they have now and they want to feel more comfortable in who they are. Awesome. It's, that's certainly a possibility. Awesome if that's true. But yeah. where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. And a lot of smoke coming out of Titan Tower. Yes. And I just listed all of these situations here. All of which gravitate toward issues of a sexual nature involving people like Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis. And these are the ones we know about. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, these are the ones that haven't had an NDA broken uh, yes. and, and the ones where people haven't been brave enough to and not saying, you know. Not saying that people who aren't speaking out are not brave, uh, just to imply that, you know, it takes a, a certain amount of uh, of res- resolution, resolute, being resolute to, to, to you know, go public with these sorts of things because it puts you under the microscope as well as the people you're calling out. Um, yeah, I have to imagine that this is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, the tip of the iceberg. It has to be because Vince McMahon has been running this company for near 40 years now. Uh, and a dozen stories that we just mentioned over a 40-year span, yeah. I, I have to imagine, is not nearly uh, a, a decent amount. You know, there's, there's got to be a lot more to have. It's a boys club. Okay, Vince, yeah. you know, Johnny Ace, you know, I mean, I'm curious if with all this sort of digging around, Jim Ross is going to be Im- Im- implicated in anything because he was head of talent relations for a very long time. Absolutely. Um, so there's a very, I don't want to say good chance, but there's a good chance. There's a solid chance that, you know, it, it, if this opens the floodgates of more people um, to to come forward or of stories to be made public, yeah. that there's a chance that, you know, Jim Ross could be uh, uh, implicated in, in some of these sorts of things, which, you know, might uh, result in him coming off AEW TV. Yeah. <laughs> As for those who don't get the video version, which is available on our Patreon, patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast. Um, Chris just threw up some uh, crossed fingers there. Uh, but the fact is, WWE, as much as they want to act like a different business now. They are still built on a rather poisonous foundation. Well, yeah, it's it's the uh, environment um, that they've created and sustained over the course of these 40 years. Yeah. And, and and, And this is me taking it away from every single instance I may have a problem with Vince McMahon's decision making for WWE. Which is I'm, weekly. I'm, 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 hell, it, it, Friday. Friday yeah. alone. You, you, you talked about it earlier. Friday alone. I was like, oh, great. Same shit. Different day. Yeah. Um, tossing that aside. WWE is a business built on the old way of doing things. Yeah. And that old way of doing things is a carny business that is built Toxic. around – a toxic idea of bilking marks for their yeah. money. Yeah. And it is built around these ideas of individuals being meat that you can just toss around. Oh, somebody broke a, broke a leg. Awesome. We'll just put someone else in the title shot and that's it. And I get it. <laughs> I get it. I understand that show. The show must go on just as it did yeah. back in 99. when you had, a talent fall from the fucking rafters and die in the ring. The show must yeah. go on. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
It's 2022. You are a publicly owned business. You are doing business with Fox. You're doing business with NBC Universal. You are putting an adage out into the world that you've cleaned up. That you are that you're now bringing in these sponsors because you are a clean, family friendly business. You're also doing business with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Well, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> that as well. There, there, there's that whole bit as well. You are showing yourselves as being as dirty as you ever were, but with this candy coated shell around you. Yeah. And what's more is this is not 1994. This is not 1994 where you go into a federal courtroom under conspiracy of of uh, uh, of distributing, uh, distributing steroids. steroids yeah. And put on a fucking neck brace to oh, try man. to get people on your side. That's some carny shit right there. That That is not what you can do. Yes. 1994. There was the entire steroid trial. Again, another mm-hmm. great Dark Side of the Ring episode that digs into it far better than I ever could. And uh, by the way, there's supposed to be a fucking Netflix show about this. I bet that just got fucking shit canned. Um, about the steroid trial? Yes. Called the called the People versus Vince McMahon. It was supposed to be the WWE is that the one take. W- is that the one where Chris Hemsworth was supposed to be Hulk Hogan? No, no, that's, that a, a that, that's something different. That's that's a Todd Phillips movie about the life and times of Hulk Hogan. This is that going to be a musical too? Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> this was supposed to be a, an actual Netflix WWE produced together series, a la The People versus OJ Simpson, about uh, okay. the steroid trial. Wow. Anyway, yeah, probably on hold for a bit now. Anyway. You can't do this. This, this. this is post speaking out. This is post times up. That there is a higher. This is post uh, uh, Weinstein. I was going to say, yeah. If Harvey Weinstein gets gets sent away, Vince McMahon, it's not looking good for you, bud. The biggest difference you can say about a Vince McMahon and a Weinstein right now, so far, as of ten thirty six a.m. on a Sunday morning, <laughs> is. There was a clear delineation between Harvey Weinstein providing these opportunities for female actresses and actively destroying the careers of individuals who did not sleep with him. Well, and and, and look, I I, I recognize it's different by inches. They're both shitty. They're both terrible. But it is still a situation of... You can look at what Weinstein did as, again, as far as we know right now, a much bigger to do. Well, yeah. Also, Weinstein kind of pulled a McMahon when he showed up to court with this Walker saying he's all feeble now and yeah. can't fucking, yeah. you know, go to jail because of uh, all these different sorts of things. So, you know, you can try it in 2022 and it ain't going to fucking work most likely. Yeah. Well, you did what you did, but you did what you did. Well, Friday morning, 8 a.m., we got another twist <laughs> in all of this. I'm just going to read as it yeah. was posted by Wrestling Observer. I was in the middle of a fucking DDPY workout. I'm doing a diamond cutter over here. And then my phone starts blowing up between you and the Wrestle Bros. Texting about all this shit. I'm like, oh, my God. What next? In the latest development in one of wrestling biggest stories. Excuse me. Vince McMahon has voluntarily stepped down as WWE chairman and CEO while the company's special committee of the board investigates alleged misconduct. 
It continues. Stephanie McMahon was named interim CEO and chairwoman until the investigation concludes. Oh, wait, there's a little bit more here. However, Vince McMahon will retain his role and responsibilities related to WWE creative content during this period. and remains committed to cooperating with the review underway. So, of course, he fucking does. <clears throat> yeah. Where so, do you want to start with this one? <laughs> all right. Let's start with this. Stephanie McMahon is the CEO yeah. on paper. That makes sense. WWE has always been a family-owned business. Why wouldn't Stephanie McMahon be next in line? Well, even more so, it's it's for optics. You put a woman in charge of the oh, company yeah. whose who's, uh, you know, uh, reputation is being thrown under the bus for uh, sexual abuse. You want a woman in front of that to say, oh, no, this doesn't happen here, blah, 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 blah. Well, Another succession storyline. Here's the fun part. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon had been on leave since May 20th. Right, which was which is after this whole news was presented to the board, of which yes. Stephanie McMahon is a member. Yes. So this news had come out. This news had reached the board, which Stephanie was a member. Also, her husband, Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple mm-hmm. H. Uh, she goes on this leave of absence, citing the events of the past year, namely her husband, Triple H, who uh, yeah. was, of course – Previously, a uh, higher up and perceived uh, next in line for rent- <laughs> funny turn of phrase there, considering the way the <laughs> WWE works now. Uh, anyway, <laughs> he was seen as the next in line until he had a massive cardiac cardiac event late last year. Yeah, he was uh, about to meet the real king of kings. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, well, not real, but you know, made up. Ju- <laughs> just, just interesting that you know those individuals know about this. But Stephanie decides uh, to take uh-huh. a leave of absence. And yeah, curious. on the way out, June 3rd, an article hit Business Insider where it was noted that Stephanie McMahon's leave of absence, publicly described as McMahon taking a break to tend to her family, was actually, quote, executed by her father, Vince McMahon. The, the use of the word executed in that, uh, in that turn of phrase is just mwah, choice, yeah. just choice. And more than that. The Business Insider article proceeded to absolutely motherfuck Stephanie's job. Yeah. uh, Where she was the chief brand officer of Mm, the WWE. Um, (laughs) Noted that Stephanie described the potential of WWE's growth in sponsorship and marketing as having the potential to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars range. Yeah, which was nowhere near. (laughs) Yeah, it was not happening. Citing a company source, probably someone on the board. Mm-hmm. We weren't seeing that growth. When someone is moved out of a company, it's usually the result of something not working. We took stronger control of that a few months ago. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. why exactly, Chris, would you pick the person who's bad at their job? What uh, again, is it's the a, it's idea a, it's, here? It's a total optics thing. It, you want to get you want to squash the the sexual um, environment that they've that has been propagated here by having a woman in charge of your of your company. That's that's all. That's my that's my final answer. Regis. <laughs> Lock it in. Well, right now, I think. But hey, maybe after a while, we'll find out. So who else could it have been? I mean, uh, Nick Khan. A lot of people thought might have ended up in this situation. He's the current president and chief revenue officer of the WWE. See, 
Nick Khan's way too smart. He's yes. going to wait till the dust fucking settles. Yes. And he, then, he is, you know, he is as far well, away from this as he possibly can be. He hasn't I said or done shit. He's yeah, smart. No, Nick Khan has watched Succession as well. I can yes. guarantee you. So he knows how this shit plays out. Yeah. Not only is it for optics, Steph's going to be the fall girl. Uh, oh, you know, 100%. Because all this, you know, more stuff's going to come out, as we alluded to earlier, most yeah. likely. And then that'll be under Stephanie McMahon's watch, even though she yeah. wasn't in charge when the alleged things would have happened. But she's running the company now. She's put in a position to fail. Yes. She is the... Uh, chosen fail daughter, which is funny because if you look at the other options, historically, yeah, it, it, it would have been failed children all the way down because you've yeah. got Triple H, uh, who, by the way, 52, in case you're wondering where he looks, you know, versus a 74 year old man in terms of the, sure. the future of the company. Uh, he's the executive vice president of global global talent strategy and development. He uh-huh. just failed on a massive level by putting his NXT brand against the aforementioned AEW. Back 78 crush. weeks and yeah. done. They moved to Was it really Tuesdays. 78 weeks? Yeah, yeah, it was just over a year. It was a year and shit. God damn. Yeah, that was it. They won once. Yep. Once. Yep. WWE with millions of dollars of backing, tenfold what AEW had behind them, was unable to stop AEW and not – the, the whole purpose was for NXT to prevent AEW from getting a, a secondary deal – uh, from right. TNT, and they got one at the end of the first year. So, yep. Uh, yep. big failure there. And then, of course, Triple H uh, had his uh, heart failure issues. He's got a defibrillator mm-hmm. in his chest now. He's not going to wrestle ever again. He certainly right. is not designed to take over the day to day here. No, that's a lot of a lot of stress at the at the as CEO of this company here. So, I'd imagine uh, his cardiologist would be like, eh, maybe not, bro. Then on the other side, you got Shane McMahon. Vince's son, 52 as well. He has had multiple opportunities to try to make things work in the WWE. Failed multiple times. He used to be the yeah. the uh, head of digital. Uh, and he was trying to do some things that at the time, if you look back, not, uh, not a terrible idea. Uh, one of the first pitches he had was for the relaunch of ECW. He wanted to run that relaunch of ECW and have it be mm-hmm. a WWE.com exclusive product. So he's yeah. basically thinking about the network before there was a network. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as we have seen time and time again with Shane McMahon, up to and including his recent hot cup of coffee uh, earlier this year, uh, yeah. Vince gets uh, real fed up with anything Sh- Shane does very quickly. And he is quickly escorted out of the business uh, as he was yeah. brought in this year to help book the Royal Rumble. And uh, it got absolutely turbo fucked. Uh, people backstage were talking about how their cues were all wrong, the numbers were all wrong, and uh, yeah, Shane. It was a shit show. Yeah, Shane's head was was put on the pike for that one. Shane, by the way, in case you're wondering what he does full time, he's the the founder and executive vice chairman of a company called Ideanomics, which is a That's global, terrible fucking name. It's a global electric vehicle company that focuses on driving the adoption of commercial electric vehicles and associated sustainable energy consumption. Totally uh-huh. a money laundering situation. But yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's what I assume because I've never heard well, of them. And I, I try to pay attention to stuff with electric vehicles because I'm just very intrigued. Sure. No. Uh, and if you you know were to think as to why 
uh, Vince wouldn't want Shane McMahon in charge of WWE, you could um, look to the 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 famous uh, birthday tweets. So Linda <laughs> McMahon gets a, a very loving birthday tweet. Stephanie McMahon, Triple H, a very loving b- birthday tweet with all their accomplishments listed in there. Yeah. And then this man just tweets, happy birthday at Shane McMahon. Yes. So that, that tells you all you need to know about uh, Vince's relationship with Shane. Yes, it is. Uh, it, it is clear he is the fail son of fail sons. Although Triple yeah. H definitely like the one A of fail sons in Vince's eyes. Yeah, so, but he's married to Steph, so he's got a little mo- little bit yeah. more pool, I guess. And in theory, Stephanie isn't a bad person to take it over. She's forty five. She's young. She's a woman. She's uh, worn almost as many hats as Vince. In the business, mm-hmm. up to and including running creative for a number of years. So you would think she'd be the right person. Which years were those? Was that Ruthless Aggression era yeah. or yeah, PG yeah, yeah. era? Okay. All yeah. right. Um, but, uh, you know, instead she's in this temporary CEO position. Um, I mean, which, I by the way, if you think Vince is not still running the company, you're oh, a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. moron because yeah. every decision that Stephanie is making is being approved by Vince via text. And the proof you needed was just hours after this came out that right. that Vince was going to step down as CEO, but remain head of creative. It was sure. announced he would be kicking off the live Friday night SmackDown on Fox Friday night and which just yeah go, go ahead, ahead sorry please no just on paper you know these these are uh, allegations of a sexual nature with Vince McMahon um, which I guess we were to believe or at least from what we uh, hear about the story happened on the corporate side of things but Vince McMahon being head of creative means he's sitting in gorilla for the whole show interacting with everybody women men producers, everybody. So you're not by, by having him step down as CEO, you're not removing him from being around other people where the potential of uh, subsequent occurrences may happen. Right. And, and what I, I thought was also funny was this started to become mainstream news. Yeah, no, it comes up fucking everywhere. I mean, look, the Wall Street Journal article, of course, mainstream news. It, it, it went everywhere. Uh, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, uh, CNBC, uh, all of that. That makes sense. But then this announcement that he was going to be on television also started to permeate across mainstream news. And what's worth noting is the phrasing in the announcement that Mr. McMahon would mm-hmm. be kicking off SmackDown. For those who thankfully don't understand kayfabe here, <laughs> Mr. McMahon is the character that Vince McMahon portrays on WWE television. Yes. So this was this, not only not going to be uh, a, a statement worth noting, but he can also throw off much how Hulk Hogan threw off so many things in the infamous Gawker trial. He mm-hmm. can throw off anything he says on television as, oh, that's what my character says. Right. That's not what I really believe. And right. uh, he, he sure did kick off the show on Friday. I have the audio. Came out to a, a huge... Eruption. Well, one would think it's a huge eruption from the fans. It was probably but, piped in. Yeah, uh, that, that, that's the other fun part. Uh, again, for those of those of you who may be joining us just for our take on the Vince McMahon story uh, and don't typically follow wrestling, um, they like to sweeten the crowd noise a lot, especially uh, as of late, because the crowds are not as reactive as they used to be. 
But uh, big response as Vince comes out. I think this, unfortunately, was genuine as they cut to a lot of people in the crowd cheering for Vince, which, oh, boy, if that's not a sign of what's going on in America. Yeah. No, the the mirrors between uh, Vince McMahon and other notable, uh, let's say, politicians is uh, those who are his staggering. It's someone who he considers Um, a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is uh, this is what that side of politics do uh they they rally their rabid uh poorly educated fan base (laughs) Uh, that's a generalization obviously yes um and they they rally them to their side in support and it has been proven to be successful by other uh, former uh, uh, leaders, yeah. and, uh, and you know he's uh, definitely taking a page out of that book. <laughs> yes, it's 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 starting it's starting to scare me uh, <laughs> to, to you know scare me even more as to what's going on in this country. That yeah. uh, you know this is this sort of thing is is what's happening. I mean, we see it on Twitter. You and I see it because we're deeply ingrained in wrestling Twitter and read all the, you know, um, Unfortunately. Uh, you know, Roman Reigns, two, five, eight, two, eight, two, five, uh, Twitter handles yeah. who just, you know, believe every bit of drivel that is said to them by the WWE and, and, and back them up fervently and attack people who like other, uh, wrestling promotions. So, uh, and not to say it doesn't go both ways cause it does, yeah. but, yeah. um, yeah, this is, it's pretty indicative, like you said, as to where this country is in 2022, that he got greeted in the midst of uh, being ousted by sexual um, uh, allegations that he's treated he like a, a conquering hero yeah. returning from war. Yeah, it's it's yeah. fucking awful. And as for the message he had for the fans, here's what it was. Apes together! Oh, shit. Oh, you motherfucker. I actually think you got me. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> sorry. That, that, like shit. That, that was Wait, the wrong no. button. That was no, the wrong no, no, button. No, no, I'm no, sorry. Caesar. Come on. Here, here's what he said. It is a privilege, as always, to stand before you here tonight, the WWE Universe. So, he sounds so bad. So gravelly and garbly. <laughs> like his throat is rebelling against him. Yeah. Especially a privilege to stand here in this ring in Minnesota. Yeah, sure. Cheap pop. Cheap pop. Sure it is. I'm here simply to remind you of the four words we just saw and what we call the WWE signature. Those four words are then, now, forever, and the most important word is together. Welcome to SmackDown. His, his his voice makes my skin crawl at this point. Like yeah. not not just not the allegations, just the actual timber and sound and gargliness of his voice. He sounds is just very uncomfortable. He uh, sounds li- to listen to. awful. Uh, but yeah, uh, then now forever together. Uh huh. Yeah, and that's, that's that's the that's the make WWE great again equivalent right there. Yeah. Uh, it, it could not be a clearer message. He's not going fucking anywhere, uh, yeah. at least right now. Um, he was at the show Friday, uh, according to uh, people who were backstage. He was jovial. 
He was joking around. It was business of as course. usual. He feels he's, he's like Teflon. He yeah. feels like he's not going to be taken down by this. Yeah. And there's a chance that he won't. Uh, but yeah. I'm praying that he does. There, there's a very high chance that he won't because if we've learned anything, uh, some people in this country are it's a lot easier to uh, skate by than others. Um, that said, yeah, the court of public opinion is not a, a battle he's going to he's he's not going to come up uh, unfavorable in that. It's he, he got an arena full of people to cheer for him. He's already so, he's already winning in some degrees. And that yeah, no doubt. But like you said earlier, this is a publicly traded corporation. Yes. And there is a board of directors. Yes. And if you know, if there's a time that the board of directors, again, I know I I'm, I pull from succession here, but if you could, you know, call for uh, a vote of no confidence or somehow assemble the rest of the board to to out uh, to oust the Vince McMahon, now's the fucking time to do it. I mean, maybe wait for a little more details to come out, some more uh, of the uh, investigations of this probe that's happening um, to do it. But you know, this this could be the opportunity here. The question is, though, can they? There are two That's types of question. WWE stock. There is type A and type B corporate right. stock. Vince owns the majority of the type B, and that gives him, I believe, an 88% voting power. <laughs> so not only would the board have to be against him, Vince would have to choose to step down. How is that legal? I don't know, dude. I just know <laughs> it he, seems... he retains the majority of the voting power, and that's not including Stephanie's stock, Triple H's stock, Linda's, uh, 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 who else? Uh, Kevin Dunn's stock. You know, a, a yeah. number of uh, hell. Uh, probably Bruce Pritchard's got enough stock. Uh, Bruce yeah. Pritchard, who uh, a lot of people were like, "Oh, does this mean he's going to take over creative?" Bruce Pritchard's been Vince's right hand man on and off for the past forty years. Yeah, uh, you know, he <laughs> he's 59, so he's not spring chicken either. Um, also, I'd be surprised if, you know, not more comes out about his uh, involvement, involvement in, in all of this. Too. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised either. Like I said, uh, it's that tight knit boys club. You know, yeah. Pat Patterson was in it back in the day and he had a number of allegations uh, against as, him. As we talked about years. earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so. So, yeah, you know. Richard, I mean, uh, what's his, the the old talent? Carano had already been uh, jettisoned. Yeah, he, he'd been ousted for a similar s- sort of thing, wasn't it? A sexual type um, thing? Um, I think so. I believe you're correct. Yeah, so there, it's that boys club toxic um, environment mentality that is backstage at WWE. Really, the only way I, I, I could see anything happening to Vince here, to Vince McMahon here, is if the stock starts to crater. That's the only way I could see anything happening. Um, I, I did not check and see what the stock did on Friday. I think probably, if anything, more people were waiting to see what Vince said on SmackDown on Friday. Right. See what the reaction to that was. Uh, and there's also the very real possibility that more details will come out as early as Monday from this independent investigation into all of these allegations. Yeah. On the other side of the coin, let's talk about John Laurinaitis. John Laurinaitis, uh, indicted by name in, in these situations, uh, doesn't look good for Johnny Ace. Johnny Ace has yeah. lost his job before as head of talent relations. Uh, he was not at SmackDown on Friday, but apparently he was not expected to be at SmackDown on Friday. The bigger question okay. is if he will or won't be at Raw on Monday. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and really, if there's going to be a fall guy in this, I know you talked about Stephanie as the fall gal. Well, term, yeah. Short term, Laurinaitis is probably going to be out on his ass here because sure. he yeah. he is the easiest to jettison in, of anyone involved or implicated in this. No doubt. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, and look, I honestly don't think this is going to stick on Vince McMahon. But what I will say is, as I look as as we've crested the hour that we normally try to do for a show here, so I'm I'm going to try to tie this together. Um, all of us as individuals have the ability to do two things with any interest we have. It is the focus of our money and our time. Mm-hmm. If you are a wrestling fan and you are listening to this and you are absolutely, maybe not surprised, but squicked out by the actions of Vince McMahon, the two things you can do are stop watching and stop paying. Yeah. There are alternatives out there. We talk about them all the time on the show, folks. Wednesday nights, TBS. Watch yourself some dynamite. Is it a perfect show? No, but it's a damn fun one. They've got a pay-per-view on Sunday. One that, even though it may not live up to our expectations, probably still going to be pretty damn good. You can sign up for IWTV. You can sign up for HighSpots.com. You can sign up for New Japan World. You can sign up for Wrestling Universe or Wrestle Universe, whatever it's called. There are many options if you are a pro wrestling fan and you want to continue to enjoy pro wrestling, but you don't want to give Vince McMahon money, by all means, you can go ahead and do that. But if I can tell you anything you can do with your money that does not involve giving it to Vince McMahon, head to patreon.com slash the roughhouse podcast and throw your boys some shekels because I spent a lot of time this weekend pulling this together. You sure uh, did, buddy, and I appreciate you. <laughs> Until next time for the roughhouse podcast, I've been Marty. And I still have to pay you your Patreon for the month. I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> the Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. New from the Rough House podcast, it's the Rough House Music Volume 1. Justin Piss Poorly Sings the Classics. That's the same thing to ride of bread, something bumping, found in bread, from Rochambeau's. Plus other popular themes such as... I have voices in my brain, I have some thoughts, they talk to me, I say some shit... Bob Randy on ha! And who could forget? You think you know who I am? Pow! Proud of day! It is cloudy out and they think there might be rain. I 
final Christian. We're a tag team, but I think that we were vampires. That's the thing. Scrapping down with my neck. You'll also get. You know that I'm from America. It is just south of Canada. It's just north of Mexico. Red, white, and blue. We prefer white. That's right. Justin Piss Poorly sings the classics, including. Horns, hip hop. My time is happening. My time is not right now. My time is happening. Hey, I'm a fucking Marine. Here's a goddamn salute. Here's a shitty top kick. I'm Cena. And the legendary. You think I'm cute. You know I'm sexy. I used to be partnered up with Marty Giannetti. Kicked him in the face. And he was out of work. And I still had a job, and he fell on hard times. I'm just successful boy, successful boy. I'm so successful boy, successful boy. My best friend's Triple H. It's Triple H. I'm just successful boy. I wear camo. Plus, soon to be classics like. It's a big man. He's got some lie, yo. This giant, he was thrown off a building in WCW, but he was okay. And then he came over and had long hair and tried his own catchphrase. Said, that's the final word, but it didn't catch on. So he only did it once. And I hear the show, I hear the show. Got my hair dyed and I, I had sex with Vicky and AJ. Both cool. I'm Ziggler. Here to show the world. Here, hey, look, world. It's the Rough House Music Volume 1. Justin Piss Poorly Sings the Classics. Available this Christmas at Sam Goody, Music Town, Empire Records, and The Wall. Pre order now and receive Kristoff's Cat for no added fee. The Rough House Music. Destroying your childhood worse than Vince McMahon on a cocaine bender ever could.